Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk Jela, a podcast series by Weird Kaya. I'm your host for today, Sarah, and right here with me today is none other than Joshua, also known as Zen the Geek. So you may or may not have heard of him before, but he's pretty quite famous on social media if you are a fan of all things technology and anything to do with um you know tech devices. So um, I'll just hand it over to him to do a little brief introduction of himself. So Josh, take it away. Hi, Sarah. Uh, thanks for having me here today. Uh, I'm Joshua Zen, also known as Zen the Geek. I do tech reviews on smartphones, tablets, anything with a power button. And it's my job to inform all people in Malaysia to make the best choices as well as consume funny content, which is part of what I do. So thanks for having me here today, Sarah. Yeah, no problem. So just now you said that your, you know, the purpose of you um, doing all these tech reviews is to educate Malaysians about what are the best brands and the best uh, devices out there. So in your opinion, I mean, just to, you know, since we're going to talk about technology today, in your opinion, which brand offers the best kind of devices? I hope it's not Apple. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is going to put me in a spot. <laughs> um. I'm just going to be really uh, fair and realistic. Uh, there aren't really any best brands for anything. Each brand has their own strengths and weaknesses. It's just a matter of what you're using your device for. Mm. Do you care about the camera? Do you care about playing games? Do you care about uh, typing fast or a long battery life? Everybody uh, does their best in certain ways and it takes very thorough research to get into each brand's um, products. So that's the bulk of my job. Oh, okay. Sounds very interesting. Sounds kind of hectic too because there are a lot of things you need to look into and I have to admit, I'm so not a tech person. Like I know how to turn on and off uh, a device but anything beyond that uh, um, beyond the basic use don't ask me anything about it because I'm a total noob in it so um, just wanted to straight go into today's topic so today we're going to talk about technologies and its relation to I, a, a phrase that I that probably a lot of young people would probably relate to that is boomers now okay just a disclaimer out there i'm using the term here boomers for this discussion is for clarity's sake um, it's not meant to insult anybody that happens to belong to that age group so to any of our audience who happens to be born during this era um please don't take offense this is just, this is just for um, clarity and also for the purpose of this discussion so i just want to start off with a very um simple question now josh you are a person who breathes and lives technology. I mean, your job scope already describes that quite um, perfectly. But how about your parents? How proficient are they when it comes to technology? Um, I'm actually very proud that I have a mother that is quite tech competent. Uh, she's definitely not as tech competent as me. She's not going to be telling you what phone to buy. But you can count on her to teach you things like Microsoft Office, uh, Gmail, and editing like PDFs. My mom has always had a corporate background, so she's always busy. And I'm really glad that she embraced technology with open arms. But it's also uh, because of me. I'm a, I was a huge influence to that. Uh, I taught her very basic Microsoft Office, mm. you know, like Microsoft Word, uh, PowerPoint, and Excel. 
and she self-learned everything else up to today and she is well in the age uh, age bracket that you're referring to mm-hmm. and uh she's about 62 this year. Ooh, okay. Wow. Um would you mind giving me your mom's number to my mom because I really think my mom needs some help in this aspect. I mean <laughs> Yeah, because I mean for my mom, I mean okay, my dad has a degree in computer science. That's what he studied back in university. So anything to do with computers is sub sub sorry for him. Like it's no problem at all. But every time when it comes to my mom, it's a different picture altogether. Like okay, when we talk about simple stuff like okay, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel. Okay, she's pretty good at it. Like she like I mean someone like your mom, she sort of like self taught herself up. We have a little bit of lessons from my dad, but. Somehow, when it comes to like the screen blacking out or her tabs suddenly go missing, you know she becomes a completely different person. She she'll be screaming like, "No, where are my tabs?" Then she'll be screaming, "My dad, what happened to my computer? Why is it not working?" Then my dad will get so agitated, you know. Then it becomes a fight <laughs> instead of an educational um session. So that's my parents in a nutshell when it comes to technology. It's it's like I'm seeing two different persons within the same household. <laughs> It's kind of funny at times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay. It happens to me before, uh, but I kind of got frustrated from the repetition of the same questions from my mom back then. So I just gave her like um, some really basic troubleshooting skills. Like if something isn't working as it should, uh, turn your computer off and on again. Uh, same goes for the internet. Same goes for <laughs> the printer. Uh, same goes for her phone. Uh, so that is the is the most basic thing to do. If it if anything electronic doesn't work well right now, all you got to do is just re restart it. it you, some cars also do uh, have the same effect mm, outcome. Yeah. <laughs> so I now that we are just talking about just now we touched upon about some of the you know some of the different scenarios or and the reactions our boomer parents might have when they face a um, you know, an issue with technology in general or with your devices. Now, Josh, I just want to ask you, do you work mostly with um, younger customers or do you, or is it like split evenly between the, the more senior and the younger uh, customers? Uh, I actually have a very diverse uh, audience groups. Uh, from for a place like my page, uh, it's actually fifty one percent women and forty nine percent men, and uh, it's as young as the teens, and it's actually gone up to into the sixties. Like, yeah, so it's very it's very diverse, and I'm actually pretty happy because uh, when it comes to tech, it's something that you can pick up at any age. You, you, there, there shouldn't be this uh, stigmatized thinking where technology is only for the young. My mom is a living testament that uh, something like technology can be picked up at any time. But here's a contrast. My late father did not embrace technology. He was just a happy-go-lucky uncle that's you know living his golden years back then. And, uh, you know, he kind of just relied on me and my brother. My brother did... 
IT degree. Mm, okay. And uh, nope, he's he's not very competent anymore. <laughs> Ouch. He asked me for advice. He know he he's in banking. He's in banking. Oh wow, that's quite a change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I he he also told me, you know, back then, like he had his PhD, uh, sorry, his degree in uh, computer science, and like he's now texting me, like, oh, which desktop is the best? Mm. Which phone is good now? Should I get this? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, <laughs> did you just have a degree in computer science? Yeah, no, I I I only have a diploma in mass com. Uh, IT and tech has always been a passion for mm-hmm. me. I see. Yeah, so now that you say that your um your clientele is quite um diverse, what are some of the common problems or issues that you know your your the senior clients would normally ask you about? What are some of the common problems that they would face? Uh okay. Uh one thing I want to say is uh I sell uh tech as well from time to mm-hmm. time. And I uh the bulk of the questions I get from you know the more mature, if not older, audience uh, would be why are things so expensive? <laughs> wait, they don't ask about the they, wait. They actually ask about the price and not about how to use it. What? I, I, yes, uh, Malaysians are the most uh, value-driven customers in the entire well subcontinent, and I guess it really bogs down to how much money things should be. Uh, but let's face uh, one singular fact. Whether you have something like a 500 ringgit smartphone or a 5,000 ringgit smartphone, it is still a smartphone. Both phones can make calls. Both phones can use Facebook, watch YouTube, reply messages, yada, yada, yada. It's the matter of paying more for experience and quality in certain departments. Obviously, a 5,000 ringgit phone's camera would destroy a 500 ringgit's uh, phone camera in that sense. So uh, the bulk of my questions is justifying why are certain things so expensive? Mm. Like why is the iPhone, why is the iPhone 6,000 bucks? Why is uh, this phone 4,000 bucks? Like, you know, it's always about comparison. It's always about experience. Customer experience is the most important part. And that's why... Um, jobs as tech reviewers are very relevant and very important in the times of today because we go through the work, we put in the research and we will tell you, the consumers, what's the best and what's not the best. Mm, so in a way, it makes things easier for them to make a decision in what kind of device to purchase, is it? Yeah, because... Uh, you know, uh, us Asians, we, we actually do have that whole mentality where we want to project success and that we're doing well. And that's actually been a legit reason why people buy expensive things. And smartphones now have come up to a point where they become statement pieces, you know, uh, to, to show how well you're doing in life. It's yeah. like you, after someone has an iPhone, you automatically have this like really weird assumption that, whoa, whoa, this guy is... Uh, some rich dude. And then if you see someone else with another brand, like uh, any Android phone, they'll be like, oh my God, this guy is not doing really well. You'll probably have to pay for his lunch today. <laughs> oh my. I guess I must be a poor kid yeah. then because my first phone was an Asus. It was an Android phone. I couldn't afford an iPhone. Oops. Hey, Asus phones were awesome. <laughs> I've owned every Zen phone to date. And oh. that's not why I made my name Zen. <laughs> oh, is it? Are you sure? 
Uh, no, no, it's okay. I get a lot of jokes now. Every time I have to review a Zen book, uh, every all my commenters will be saying the same thing like, haha, Zen the geek using Zen book, haha, Zen, Zen book, haha. Yeah, it doesn't get old. Yeah, I guess it's think. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's stuck with you for life already. All right, so interesting because I always thought that, um, you know, you know, um, consumers who come from the boomer uh, generation, they would normally ask about how exactly do I use this? Because technology to them is like, it's something so new to them and they get kind of overwhelmed. Maybe it's because I, I'm referring a lot mostly to my mom because my mom, she never asked about the price. Right? She always asks about how user-friendly is this? How simple is this for me to actually um, use it without me tearing my hair, my hair out? You know, when if anything goes wrong, and I just you know when I think about this, it actually reminds me of you know it it now brings me to um you know our next key point of this discussion is that the issue of certain people from the boomer generation uh, refusing to adapt to technology. So okay, for context, this all started with a very long ass uh, Facebook post that I'm not going to go into. Uh, into a lot of detail but basically there was this netizen she was actually writing about her experience at a you know making an order at a KFC outlet and you know KFC last time before the self-service kiosk came into motion you know all you need to do is just go to the counter and then tell people what you want so for the elderly it was fairly simple for them because only all they need to do is to open their mouth and talk but then when all these uh, machines started coming in, they started to see like, wow, it's so difficult. You know, I have to point at this screen. I have to touch this. I have to touch that. So for them, it's like extra steps, uh, which they feel was not necessary. And then, you know, some guy commented. He was like, oh, yeah, um, you know, I agree. It's like, it's like, you know, I don't understand why can't, you know, we retain some of this traditional means of ordering. And he was like, maybe I'm a, old-fashioned person maybe i'm just um you know i he was then he was like i just refuse to adapt i refuse to adapt to technology and everything you know and suddenly he had a rebuttal from obviously a younger person who said that you know old people like you are the reason why you guys cannot move forward oh you know the term that she actually used was old farts which i think it was a little bit um rude like strong yeah it's not necessary like you can just say okay you know i disagree with your this one but you don't have to call people out as old farts because i mean they are still people that you should respect regardless of whether they want to adapt um, to technological advancement or not so anyway this started out a war in the comment section as expected of so, course, you yeah, can't be in Malaysia without a war. Exactly. I mean, or else, I mean, if there's no war, we can't have drama every day. So um, that's beside the point. So actually, there were just two factions there. One is saying that, you know, um, I have the right to not adapt to a technology because I just like the status quo. On the other hand, you have younger, more tech-savvy um, people saying that, you know, you guys, if you guys choose not to adapt to technology, don't complain if you are left behind. Okay? So, um, I just wanted to ask a very experienced tech reviewer like you. Lah. When you hear of people describing their boomer parents or whoever that they know from the boomer generation saying that, I refuse to adapt to technology. 
Do you think it's a lack of confidence in utilizing technology or is it just plain stubbornness? I think there's a psychological issue, more like above everything else. Because I have a very strong case. You know Japan has one of the world's largest uh, clusters of aging population. Like literally everyone on the street is a boomer. <laughs> there aren't enough young people there. But why are why is everything there automated way before it even reached Malaysia? McDonald's, uh, the JR lines, banks, everything is a touchscreen and everything is paid from your phone wallet or, you know, your NFC cards. And they've had this technology for at least a good decade before it got implemented into Malaysia. And this is the world's oldest population. And it's no guarantee that each and every one of them has prior uh, technological exposure. So it's a matter of attitude and it's also uh, psychological. Because when we talk about parents who uh, don't want to embrace technology, it's sometimes not always about stubbornness. It's always, it could also relate to an opportunity to spend more quality time with their child. Because it is true, some parents might purposely not want to uh, learn something because they know their kids will always help out. And it's also, you know, indirectly showing like, yeah, my, my kid isn't spending enough time with me anymore, not like last time. And this is an opportunity to do so. And mm -hmm. of course, yes, it develops frustration. I, I get mad at my mom because uh, 2 a.m., my mom is an absolute night owl like me. We both can sleep at 4 a.m. And she can just bust into my room and ask me to scan something for her. Are like that, I, that, that, that That happened two nights ago. Mind what? You. And I was fine with it because no, it was I was fine with it because I already installed everything. So all I need to do is press it. But you <laughs> wow. see, wow, 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 model, matter, model, son of the year, right there. <laughs> uh, it's a matter of attitude. I think young people who face this problem now have to look into their own lives right now and ask: Am I spending enough time with my parents? Usually, when there's neglect and there is gaps in not spending time together, sometimes this can happen. And of course, it's, uh, it's very uh, overwhelming, obviously, because, uh, how can I put this? Uh, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, we have only been exposed to so much computer things. Back then, ancient windows and whatnot. That actually needed like actual full-blown courses to learn. So... Uh, if you didn't go and study for it, you will not have any other opportunity. There's no accessibility like now where you can subscribe to something or just watch a YouTube tutorial. Mm -hmm. Last time, you literally had to go and study on how to use Windows or how to type on a keyboard. So if they didn't get that opportunity, they won't get it now. Uh, they can get it now. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a matter of attitude and also great patience, like great patience. If you can handle teaching your parents how to use a computer for literally everything, um, you can literally handle anything else on this planet. And also the choice of technology, like stop, like guys, Malaysia, at Malaysia, like at everyone, stop buying cheap tech for your parents because it's slow. It's, yes, it can be as slow as them, but they're going to 
but this tech will depreciate and degrade faster than your parents aging. Like buy them quality stuff. They're worth more than that. Like get a good iPad. <laughs> or Whoa. or just get or just get a or you know or just get a decent fast laptop like 3000 bucks. I'm very sure your parents uh had a moment in their life where they didn't bat an eye when something had to cost 3000 bucks to make you happy. I'm pretty sure you can do the same back for them. Oh, that's quite a tough that's quite a tough task for some of for some of us. But yeah, I think I I largely agree with what you said. I think it it works both ways. Um one has to be I mean if they are willing to learn that's fine, but then for us younger people, it's also on us to actually have patience in you know be willing to sort of like keep up with our parents speed in adapting to technology and you know continue to you know um what is it called help them to solve certain issues even if they refuse to you know outright refuse to like you know adapt to their surroundings okay but what what if someone comes up to you and says look Josh I've already been patient with my parents I've already taught them all that they needed to know I even printed out you know one two three steps for them to to uh, make this device work and they still refuse to to learn then In your opinion, do you think this group of boomers, you know, when they see when everything has been given to them on the spoon and they say no, I don't want this, you know, just leave me alone, like I just let me live my life. Do you think that they have any right to complain about being looked down upon by younger people? Uh first of all, we shouldn't be looking down on anyone regardless of anything. Uh this only determines how useful the individuals are in any scenario obviously if we have parents or people who are stubborn into uh towards learning anything to do with tech now obviously it's in your own common sense to know that you're not going to be asking them how to get something done and these people would definitely be relying on help more and more often so Yeah, attitude is everything. Uh we definitely have parents who are stub- more stubborn than goats and obviously they refuse to change and maybe we should just leave them be because we cannot allow ourselves to be slowed down by anything. You can always help them no matter what. Mhm. Right. So just now you were saying that we help them out in any way that we can. So, what are some practical ways that you would suggest to to the younger people in helping out with their boomer parents who struggle in using technology or refuse to keep up with modern times? Oh, peer pressure. Very simple. You get one of their auntie friends to do something right and well and let them be the one to do it via word of mouth. Because probably in our parents they are ingrained with the idea of listening to their friends more and this has shown to work like uh during mco time my mom actually started to learn how to use e-commerce stuff you know ordering stuff from shopee mm-hmm. taobao and a bunch of other things from her friends ooh you know yeah so uh yeah during mco my house was literally pot clank and uh, every other day <laughs> there's like a package for her incoming and we had to have a, our own in-house sorting center. <laughs> oh wow, okay. But, I, I hope your house was big yeah, enough. Uh, 
But yeah, I also wanted to highlight one very pressing issue, which is exploitative opportunities uh, that people take when it comes to the elderly and technology. Uh, recently, I've actually had one old man wander around like my area, uh, mm-hmm. which is Laoya Plaza, and he was looking to repair his laptop. I don't know if you've seen my post, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay, he went to approach a store and uh, they were very uh, reluctant to help him. But they still quoted him. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, and he was charged, he was quoted quite an exorbitant fee to fix a broken hinge of his laptop, which is like 300 bucks, which is obviously insane. And I looked at him and uh, he obviously can't afford it, sadly. So I just literally tapped his shoulder and said, Uncle, come with me. <laughs> and he literally followed me all the way upstairs. And then I had to take a look at his laptop and to see what was the problem. Then I brought I brought him to uh, one of the shops, which I know are pretty all right guys. And they just quoted him like 120 ringgit. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. It's a labor-intensive task and they have to replace a part. And he still couldn't afford it and he tried to nego- mm. negotiate. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? I told the shop, right, I'll just, just tell him it's like 60 bucks and uh, later I help you to settle the rest. Aww. And then he actually just... Yeah, then he went He went his way, uh, then, uh, you know, gave his phone number and just waited for uh, the phone call to happen when it's done being fixed. Then when he left, I just told the dude, like, uh, I pay for the whole thing, right? you just do O'Neill, I just call him later. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy doesn't know me. Like, in fact, the shop doesn't even know me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Despite your yeah, reputation, so like, they don't know who you are. Yeah. Uh, so the fact of the matter is, uh, I mean, I just took money out of my own pocket and just did something for this uncle. I mean, it's nothing to shout about, but I want people to step up to help people when they can. I only, I, I was definitely able to do it because, uh, you know, uh, I had the means to do so. Obviously I will not be so generous if I wasn't doing so well, but, you know, I just tell myself, uh, you know keep being successful, keep doing what I do. And when I get up top, help everybody. Because there's no point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think this society needs more people like you, who even though um, you know you are still not there yet, but you know you are still generous enough to actually uh, lend a help, you know, lend a helping hand to um, people who, who are in need, especially uh, the elderly. Because there are a lot of things that, they don't know, but actually, if you come to think about it, we, we as the younger generation, we have quite a lot that we owe them. You know, if it weren't for them, you know, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So I personally, I think it's only fair that, you know, we, you know, we start small, we start from something small. Like, for example, we start from a place like technology, because, you know, whether we like it or not, technology is going to be a part of our lives, you know, you know, whether whether we want to get in contact with it or not. So I think the best place where we can, um, you know, build, you know, strengthen our relationship with our parents and hopefully get them to, you know, like technology in one way or another because, you know, this is going to be the future and we're already moving to a 5G era. So things are just going to become way more advanced than what we can actually imagine right now. So yeah, we have actually come to the end of today's episode. So thank you once again, Josh, for being a part of of this episode. 
So to all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. And if you liked it, you can uh, give it a listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts as well. Or you can also follow Weird Kaya on our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and many more. So I'll see you on the next episode. Take care and goodbye.